You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3 Triple R, 102.7 in Melbourne. All right, there we go. We've got a bit of a market ambience here, but it's not a northern market here. We've come to Southside. We're at Paran Market, and it's my uh, my great pleasure to have a chat to uh, someone we haven't spoken to this year. But happy February, and a big good day, Damien Pike. Thank you very much, and good morning, Cam. You're looking a million bucks after tax. Yeah, yeah, it looks good at the moment. I think this year is going to be our uh, our year. We're uh, we're looking forward to something a bit different, and we started off with. The boom season with our cherries, we had um, something a bit, a bit different. Uh, there were 100, 100% cherries were absolutely the best I've ever, ever sold, both Victorian and Tasmanian. I guess we're lucky because we didn't get um, too much rain, isn't it? It's like poor old cherry growers, you'd, the blood pressure must go up when you know, they're, they're ripening on the tree because... Too much rain's going to split them all and the losses are going to be good. Luckily, we didn't get that. Uh, now, that didn't happen that year. I think they pulled that page out of the calendar and, uh, and gone straight ahead. They might have jumped a month. but And it was lovely, and that's the proper way to do it. It, uh, it worked for us here. Mm. Uh, I think the whole of Australia appreciated it. People still uh, um, want good product, and um, it was cherries the best year for ever, ever for cherries. All right, so we can look back with sort of a, a rosy cherry glow back yeah. in the past, but uh, the present and now, how do we define this? This is, well, we're overlapping, and you, you brought out something which we'll show a little bit later, which I thought was extraordinary, but we're at sort of the, the end point of summer, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're slowly um, walking across the road. We're, we're still running with uh, top-quality uh, these are South Australian stone fruit, the peaches, nectarines, both white, uh, plums, local plums. Pears are just coming in, but the stone fruit has been, again, um, something that this year we've, uh, we've all been bouncing for. The quality is excellent. Very, very limited rain, as we spoke about before, and uh, the weather, it's even. It's just... It has been pretty even, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, look at today here now. You know, it's quite mild. It's... Uh, it's a good time. We've we, we've got the product at the moment. The uh, all of all of the stones through, throughout Victoria, South Australia, um, has been a one. The quality is excellent. What do you do with peaches and stone fruit? You got any favourite sort of uh, things like, to do? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pretty old. It, you know, I, I fit into that category too, and it uh, it works extremely well with just um, splitting the peach, mate. You know, half little bit of butter in a pan, brown sugar, and give it a splash of something that you like to drink. It's it works well, and then if you want to go for the uh, the Italian way, I think um, one of the great drinks of our time is if you can get some white peach nectar, mix it with a bit of Prosecco, and then dub the a Bellini. Oh, That's a good drink. Oh, yes. That, well, I, I think any day could be started with that. That would be... <laughs> That would be uh, something that we'd all look forward to. Uh, just just after the first Cafe Coretto, huh? <laughs> I, I think so. With, with a little bit of holy water in it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the holy water. That We all look forward to that. And mangoes still, we're running with them, Cam. These are good at the moment. What are they? Still, let's, let's walk over uh, to them. Have a look at this. This is still... Uh, That's not a KP, is it? No, no. Piñata. No, oh, this is the honey, honey gold. gold. Yeah, good fruit, you know. Um, good acid levels up Lovely, here. yeah, wonderful. And you saw, I only buy big fruit, as you see. They're tens, um, a big, big fruit. Great value at the moment. Um, there's mangoes. Those there have seeds about um, one-tenth of the size of the product. That's so, about three, four hundred grams, yeah, isn't it? Three, fifty, four hundred? Let's have around, a look. You know, we're weighing around 
Yeah, no, Whoa, what am I talking about? Whoa, okay, tell me what it was. Okay, six and a bit. Six and a bit. Let's, yeah. let's pick that okay. up and yeah. I need to recalibrate. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. So yeah. that's a lot of fruit. Yeah, a lot of How fruit, much? right? Stuff like that, $4, you know. Oh, that's good. $4, $4 for quality of fruit. You're, you're looking at uh, probably the best in the market at this time of the year. So these are called honey gold, piñata honey gold, and uh, there's been a few people that have recommended these ones. And, folks... The doors closing on these things, so th- this really is the time to oh. to get out there and just savor these the last tastes of summer because we're going to be moving in. Yeah. Before you know it, we're going to start seeing mandarins That's and right. yes. you know all that sort of yeah. stuff. All of that will be around. We've got prop. We'll run another, maybe another three weeks. I'd like to run of to these. The, yeah, I'd like to run to the end of the month with them, and then uh, you know. Um, it'll be put the cardigan on and, and start again, <laughs> starting yes. and thick socks and hello, go. here we go. Right. We lost that summer. Yeah, mandarins so, are here and we'll talk citrus fruit. So, that's it. Everyone will want a banana. So yeah. you know. the bananas and the, and the the ugly the ugly three citrus fruit. Oh, they're not ugly, but it gets a little bit more limited. Hey, one thing that I do notice over here, and I'm just curious as to what on earth do you do with these bloody things? Uh, longans. Longans, yes. Bloody longans. Long- it's sort of like, hey, can I just describe it to you? It's sort of like a lychee's bucktooth cousin. It is. There's certainly been uh, hey. a, a lot of uh, 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 sleeping together with that That. Right. Oh, very much so. Yeah, but a, a longan uh, grows from a tree, uh, similar in that um, it's that translucent flesh. Yes. But but not as pronounced or... Prof- what do you do with them? More savoury, okay? Oh, okay? It's more savoury, right? That goes extremely well with your, with your uh, seafood, goes great with prawns, bugs, beautiful with crayfish, right? Go, and, t- uh, tell more. How, okay, how? we just peel it, take, yeah. uh, take the outer casing, which is a brown casing, yes. no prickles on it, like... Um, the lychees have, or the, the colour. Uh, Rambutan. Yeah. Um, this is a straight peel, peel it off, um, and that can be just tossed through any seafood, and it's a stunning, as I said, savoury flavour. A bit different to uh, any so you, style. So you, so you toss, okay, so you get some longan fruit. Yes. Uh, peeled prawns, Done. for instance. Yes. Um, okay, they're together in a bowl. Yes. What other flavours you Okay, I'd add lime and mayonnaise. Yee, okay. Done. That's it. And yeah. also, so you've got some finger limes there. You could yeah. maybe squeeze some of those on top that'd as look, well. That'd look pretty. You could have that there with your glass of um, probably Gordon's beside it. You know, that nice. Goes, that, that nice. Goes, that and then, not. and I'm thinking big grind of pepper. Can yeah. it take heat? Yes. Probably a it little can. Bit? It can. It can. Not, a little bit. Not, a, not terribly much. You could warm it. Right, you know, but they're a little bit different. They're they're out here. We bought them at, uh, for celebration for uh, okay. Chinese New Year. Yeah. you know, and um, oh, thanks, Jamie. Uh, that that was um, something that you know um, all the um, Chinese boys wanted them for something a bit different. All right, well, we I've, got, I've got to say, like as, as something to eat by itself. I would always go for a lychee, I think, because yes. they are just yeah. delightful. Yeah, sure. They're almost like the yeah. pistachio yeah. of that sort of... You know how you start a pistachio, yeah. and then you keep going, you keep you going, you keep going. Can't, can't stop. stop. Yeah. I reckon uh, longans, not so much, but if you mix that with prawns or yeah. a crustacean, bugs, yes. that sounds really good. And anything, and it works. It's just simple, simple. Serve, yeah. it, serve it over some leaves. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a whilst we've got summertime. It's in. It's here.
question. Um, we've been hearing a lot about uh, the great avocado shortage. Yeah, that was, sure. Did you find that? Was oh, that? It did happen. It you did know, happen. Queen, Queensland stopped dead. What and, happened uh, Well, they did have a bit of a <laughs> hold back. Uh, weather was the biggest thing up there, and I think they might have got a little bit of fungal problems too. So it's too, slowed, too much wet? Slowed, yes, and okay. slowed them right down. And, Queen, and New South Wales copped it far north Queensland around... Yeah. The um, Lismore, Grafton Casino, a lot of avocados come out of that region. Yeah, they the, copped the, it too. the good news is that uh, there's new crops coming oh, on, now, isn't there? Yeah, look, this product here at the moment. Reeds? Uh, yeah, reeds. I love it. One of my, well, it's it's my favourite. <laughs> de- 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 define moment. a reed for us. Okay, a reed. Um, round cricket ball yeah. size. Um, Biggish good, seed. Yeah, big seed. Very, very creamy. Um, quite an oily product. The flesh is oily, can do anything you like with them. What are the most creamiest pronounced avocado flavours, would you agree? Yes. Up there, uh, up there. I I would think now a Ferretti and a Wurtz, and then we have Reeds. Okay, they're the three that are mine. A lot of people still love the old Hass. Hass, to me, can be a little bit tricky in in, uh, buying. You can buy them one day and then next day they're gone. They fall over quick, don't they? And it's nothing, nothing, what what do you reckon, folks out there? You know the thing where you think, I think it's going to be all right. And... (laughs) And no. you stick the knife in and you're sort of going around and, it, and you're almost frightened to look yeah. into it. And you go, oh, it's gone brown. Yeah, that's it. And that's, um, uh, this doesn't happen with these you buy. I yeah. try to recommend to people now, buy a reed, buy it firm and then take it home. And then let, you know, let their house do the ripening. And, and maybe if you want to hasten it a little bit more, you stick a banana well, next that, to it with its little ethylene. That, that, that does work too. Um, yeah. And it does look pretty together too. You've got gold. And green, which is pretty Australian colour. I was colours, isn't say, it? mate, you go, ah, oh, you see that, Bruce? <laughs> That's yeah, it. It's an altar, Bruce. That is the one there. That was that was used many, many hours of Australia Day weekend. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, that's good. Together, well, so long as you don't try to mix them together in a salad, because no. I don't know about banana and avocado ever. Well, you know, fun, funny ha- enough, you know, banana, ban- banana with mushrooms go all right. You can have banana with mayonnaise, turn that into a blitz, and um, have it with Swiss brown mushrooms. Yum. Whoa! <laughs> You're looking at me very. Well, no, but but the thing is that when someone like Damien, who I've known for only about what twenty five bloody only years that, or something, yes. that I, I I can't just I can't just discount Damien and go, yeah, bullshit, because <laughs> no, no, because you've got the runs. It works. So say that again. So okay. what do you do? We, we add uh, the banana. Yeah. All right, just drop it in the machine there. Add some mayonnaise. Right. right. Uh, so doesn't you can matter. Just do some cube uh, or whatever. Some, yeah, yes. Whatever. Okay. Done. That's blitzed up there. Right, and then you would slice raw Swiss yeah. brown mushrooms, yeah. okay, and then that's just served up on leaves, and that's yum. All right, so um, it's out there now, folks. So we're going to try that within half an hour. Yeah, go. You, you, right. you now have homework, people. Uh, bizarre homework, but uh, it's from Damien, so it, it, let's do this. And it does, it works, and, <laughs> and we only have a few uh, weeks of uh, summer left, so do it whilst we can. Okay, well, it sounds good, but. You absolutely just knocked my socks off because you said, come in the cool room here, mate, have a look at this. Not like a bag of these things, but one, two, three, four. I think there's like about five trays of pine mushrooms. Yeah, so these uh, these just appeared. You know, this, uh, uh, this is what happens with the weather we've got. These are from, uh, I believe, over the border in New South Wales. And, uh, Gee, they're in good nick. Oh, they're in beautiful condition. How much? Size, um, 50, 50 a kilo, you know. Um, we're at the top end of the market, but so are those pines too. They're worth 50. 
there's no problem. Look at them. They've got integrity. And, um, and, but that's one of those things. You take them um, at this time of year, you really are... It's like the first cherries when you say, we talked about sure. them, sure. and you just get a little tiny handful, and it's like four or five bucks, and you yeah, go, right. and each one of those is like a special jewel. Sure. Someone um, about three years ago, what am I talking about? Um, Alan Campion, the man's yes. name. Yes. It was, uh, we had a, uh, a luncheon, and he did pine mushrooms tossed with... Toasted hazelnuts. Oh, stunning. Good, yeah, good yeah. flavours yeah, together. And I think combat. rosemary was the link. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rosemary or thyme. Yeah, 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 I think it might have yeah. been a bit of both. So anyway, yeah. that's just uh, something to, to think about. I might ask you what I usually ask John up at the Queen Victoria market. Pick of the market for you. Pick of the market here this week. Uh, well, as you know, right, and you're being heavily involved this weekend is, is the tomatoes. Tomatoes, right? tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 well, you know, the market's got them. You can buy them in the chemist this weekend. They're, everyone's got them, you know. They're <laughs> the available. chemist? Oh, I think so, and they're on the trams. <laughs> Everyone in Melbourne will have tomatoes. Yeah. The, hey, you with, want to buy a box of tomatoes? Well, we've got them, and this is, uh, this is the weekend for it, the big festival Sunday, right, celebrating uh, both summer, um, the festival of local product, which is... Very important, and that's yeah, what it's all history, about. History, tradition, yeah. self-sufficiency, all those good oh, things. So yeah. tomatoes are at their peak? At the moment, absolutely. <laughs> that's on now. All the, all the scare over, over the leaves, are all that's all washed away. What's and, scare uh, on the leaves? Well, with all the, the problem they had with... Um, all oh, the, the washed leaves. Washed leaves and oh, all why that. would you buy okay, your bloody so, lettuce like that anyway? Well, you don't have to do it. There's other products around. But, yes. but you know, their product, there's nothing wrong with it. I do handle their, their lines and... Um, I stick by them. They're, they're, they're good quality growers. They've um, resolved everything. Everything's a go. Have them with tomatoes. It's a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And what about stone fruit? Stone fruit, mate. White nectarines, white peaches. You can't go wrong. We've got, we got good blood plums are in now, too. You know, there's stuff here. You know, everyone is still doing something with it. Mm. You can try, have a go, and yeah, you'll know what great. it's like. It's, oh, that's you know, nice, nice yeah, and right. And also... Right. Um, just to finish up, I also think that uh, get yourself a mango because uh, you'll be missing them in a month. That's right. They'll, they'll be, be gone. All over. They'll be finished. We've got another two weeks, and uh, I think the quality of mangoes are just going to fall over. All right. And uh, just one more time, blitz a banana. Yes, bit blitz a banana. Yeah. Right. The banana is is blitzed, and then you uh, add um, shaved. Uh, Swiss brown mushrooms to it. And you okay. also have that okay. mayonnaise, which is the thing that binds it together. Okay, there we go. That sounds yeah. good, doesn't it? <laughs> but it sounds intriguing, yeah. Damien. And not to have with cereal. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's not. It is a savoury dish. Yeah, but okay. you can start the day good for lunch, good for a snack of a night time. And don't forget those bellinis to start our day off too. Why not? Have them every day. <laughs> All right, mate. Wonderful. Thank you very, very much, Damien. Thank you, Cam. Pleasure, mate. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've moved from the Paran market where I was just talking to Damien Pike about things. And you might have even noticed that there's a different ambiance because it's a Northside ambiance. And uh, I'm here with the youngest get. And uh, this is Scout here that you can hear and um, in very, very close proximity, rocking and uh, patting on the back just to get it chilled out. We have Katie Get. Katie Get, a very, very good afternoon to you. Thank you for letting me into your home. No problems, my love. How are you? I'm good. Let's introduce uh, this newest one to uh, the Triple R family. Who's this? Well, this is Scout. She's six weeks old. Yes. Yeah, and she's a rock star. 
And she's totally chilled out. I mean, there'd be a lot of mothers out there that go, I wish I had a baby as chilled out as this. But um, we're here to talk um, in, well, in your way that, uh, that you are the patron and owner of the, uh, the staple store. And we've talked to you before about nutrition things. And I just thought it's sort of the end of summer. And we've got one of the bounties of the end of summer here, this, um, this mango, which we'll get to in a sec. But I thought it might be a good time to... To talk about what do we think about when we're heading out of summer and into we will be heading yeah. into the colder months soon. Well, when I, I start thinking about all the awesome fruits and veg that we're about to head into in um, in autumn, mm, the, so, great, the great abundance, the great abundance, and the really be- just the really beautiful colours and the really nutrient dense foods. So yeah, so things like beetroots and strawberries and cabbages, the things that that are. Superfoods themselves. Mm. Well, maybe maybe what might be kind of good is to sort of portray a general population. We've sort of we've just come out of um, summer holidays. February's crushing reality has hit us that we have to sort of face the next year and knuckle down and do things. So mm. I guess we're going into March. So yeah, where are we at? What do we need? Uh, coming out of summer, beginning the year. Everyone loves a detox right about now, don't they? Well, they talk about it, and there'll be a lot of column inches that um, sort of get get done for that. And and what does detoxing really even mean? I mean, it's sort of that yin and yang's, yang practice that we should be practicing. <laughs> moderation with the occasional exuberance. Yeah, well, no, technically it kind of means moderating, modulating your liver function, and there's mm. different things that you can do for that, mm. and there's different um, phytonutrients in foods that you can use for that as well, so I suppose... So yeah. those that have might have what was the funniest T-shirt I think I've ever seen, the liver is evil and must be punished, <laughs> um, those practitioners, this is a time to step back from that maybe and thinking, yeah. oh, we can just chill it out. What should we be doing? Okay, so... You could be probably, probably popping over to see a naturopath and discussing like a detox that would be appropriate for you, or you could just. So that it. sort of presupposes that not every detox that you might see in a no. in a woman's uh, magazine, for instance, a magazine that you buy at the at the supermarket might not be right. You need to have a bit yeah. of bespokeness. Yeah, well, I mean, also so that you get your bang for your buck as well, so that you're on the right supplements and that you're on the right foods and the right diet that's that's for you. Otherwise, you could just be, it's like, you know, throwing a whole lot of things up against the wall and hoping that something sticks. So I think sometimes when you go and get some really good advice that it's it's actually, it's cheaper and more beneficial for you than, than going out there the on your term. own. Yeah, but, you know, other things that you can do as far as, like, as food goes, like turmeric is a really, really amazing liver nutrient, and we um, we just juice it at home with ginger and a, and um, and whatever fruit seasonal, and then we just have it with with soda stream water, like a soft drink. It's really good. how much turmeric do you use per person? Well, I we buy like a kilo of turmeric and a kilo of ginger from um, from Terra. And we're talking, we're talking the fresh tubers, aren't we? We're not talking about just your uh, McCormick's powder that you might get in the supermarket, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... Is, we, is there a big difference between fresh and dried turmeric? There is. Like, I think the problem in Australia is that there's no, there's no big Australian producer and, that, and there isn't any Australian-produced dried turmeric, which, which 
you have to consider what happens to it when it comes through quarantine. So that's a bit of a concern. What happens to it when it comes through quarantine? Oh, like We're all asking. <laughs> do they irradiate it or something? Yeah, like they a do. lot of spices irradiate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so irradiation, just to give people an idea, kills nutrients dead. Yeah, well, That's yeah, much it, yeah it? like it will kill a number of nutrients dead. Yeah, well, okay, it, no. it, it, it's you know, it, it the whole the whole premise of it is to kill. Okay. That's why they irradiate things. All right, so get fresh if just get fresh, and yeah. it's available at markets. If you haven't seen it, it looks like little uh, torpedo shaped little pieces of ginger. They're usually yeah. cylindrical. Yeah, they kind of look more like langylang, but um, but with a ginger kind of ginger on the outside, like that dry skin. Most of us wouldn't know what Lang Lang looks like. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it looks like, <laughs> it looks, looks like ginger and it rocks and yeah. um, it is this wonderful, you scratch it with your thumbnail yeah. and you can smell it. It's sort of, how do you describe the taste of turmeric? Earthy. Yeah, um, a little bit soapy. Soapy, yeah. yeah. And, and what does it do? So it, it helps the liver. Yeah, well, it supports proper liver, liver detoxification profile. So everything, every chemical that your body's exposed to or produces is metabolized by the liver. So when we, you know, when we expose it to, um, you know, all kinds of stresses, so uh, environmental stresses, emotional stresses and physical stresses, the, the liver will go into into hyperdrive having to... <laughs> so, like, yeah, so when you're thinking about all the post-Christmas, post-summer, everything, like the summer stuff's still the summer... Um, partying is still dragging on right up until probably March. And so um, things that you can do to help recover good liver function is things like having having turmeric having a little bit of turmeric juice or adding turmeric to your to your cooking other other yeah and other great nutrients that are coming in in autumn as well uh it's cabbage family and so they support sulfation which is um making sure that your body breaks down um free radicals so things so it goes through primary liver detoxification and then a lot of metabolites turn into quite reactive molecules and they're mm. known as free radicals and then you need stage two and stage two in, includes sulfation which is what we, is the reason why cabbage is so helpful i always love the mental image of the free radicals <laughs> roaming around the body that must be must be stopped so um so cabbage do you have to cook cabbage or is raw cabbage right because i know that this time of year one of the easiest things to make salad wise is a coleslaw isn't it totally yeah yeah, yeah. What, what, oh, what's what's your favorite coleslaw have you got a fave yeah, I love, well, I'm a Vietnamese coleslaw, hands yeah. down. And during my pregnancy, I think I had to eat it twice a week. What's I in was, your Vietnamese coleslaw? Peanuts put, and fried shallots and coriander. Mint? mint? I put, like, I put, like, like normal mint in. I don't like Vietnamese mint. No, you're normal mint. Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. put normal mint and heaps of coriander and, you know, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of soy, a little bit of... Fish sauce? Oh, I'm not. I can't use fish sauce. Okay. I don't. I don't like it. What about lime juice? And lime juice. Lime juice rocks. Yeah. yeah. And what sort of cabbage are we talking about? Vietnamese, the softer, like whatever's a... in the whatever's in the fridge, whatever's organic okay. is how we roll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you not just not you don't just have to use Chinese cabbage. Mm. Yeah. So coleslaw is very very good. There's also um, as you were talking about nutrient dense type things. With I'm sort of adding the whole thing of fat soluble vitamins. One of the great wonder things is that red, round, bulbous, rooty thing called a beetroot. Yes. Why are they good? Why are they cool? Well, beetroots are, they're really, really high in antioxidants. 
and particularly promethocyanin, so anything that will stain an acceptable word. I can't believe I just had a baby six weeks ago and pulling weeds. Yeah, bang. bang! Haven't slept say, six weeks. Say, say that word. <laughs> so uh, um, anything that stains your, your fingers red or purple. And as long as they are staining your fingers red or purple, then they're viable. So things like blueberries and red cabbage and strawberries and raspberries, blackberries, all of these. Okay. Yeah. And so, and, and that's particularly protective over the microvascular system. So the vessels that, you know, so the larger vessels come from the heart and then branch into smaller ones and then even smaller ones. And then the little baby ones are the ones that... So we're talking down around the capillary type of... Type. Capillaries, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, um, yeah but they're... <laughs> right. Making me look good. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> They're the ones that, su- that, that supply um, your... Cells. Also, they supply your um, really delicate organs, so your eyes and your kidneys and your brain and... Um, and make sure that you don't, you know, high blood pressure doesn't, you know, cause your eyes to explode mm. or your kidneys to explode yeah. or, yeah. If you're just wondering what that, bum, 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 that's uh, oh. just Katie just tapping on the back. No, no, we get context to everything. It's like, <laughs> and this baby is so chilled out. Isn't wow. Is a koala? Yes, she is. She's like a koala that's had too many, um, too many gum leaves. Yeah. And also, you were saying something crazy that uh, we can get, Beetroot powder. Um, oh. First of all, what do we use beetroot powder for? What do you prescribe when you sell it at the staple store so, to people? Yeah, so beetroot powder we use, like, one, for its antioxidants, so the proanthocyanins, but also because it contains an amino acid called arginine, which increases a chemical in the body called not nitric oxide, which improves oxygen delivery. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the fun... Nit- nitric. Yeah. Not nitrous. That's, no, a nitric acid. that's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just and I had some athletes come in a couple of months ago and tell me that it, was, it looks like beetroot powder will become scheduled because it, cyclists use it, use high amounts of it for you know, blood doping. What does so that like actually, what, and when you actually say when something is going to be scheduled, what, what does that actually mean? Well, it means it means it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to well. It's it's possible that you may not be able to purchase it from health food shops and from um, from uh, providors anymore. Like that, that's what scheduling means. But it also could just mean that if athletes are found with high levels of beetroot powder, that they you know, or being found to use beetroot powder, that they could you know they could be disqualified. Or I don't know. I don't really. I don't know where the beetroot powder scheduling is right now. But I just thought it was really interesting. Just to summarise what we've sort of been talking about, it's this is a great time to be kind to your liver, to think about your vascular system. Turmeric is uh, is the the number one pick for for you, correct? Oh yeah, uh, turmeric and cabbage, and cabbage, cabbage vegetable, yeah, green the um, the cabbage family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm always curious because I probably don't have the best breakfast that possibly can be had now i'm always looking for inspiration as to what's a really really great breakfast what is what do you do to get yourself out of bed and get yourself bouncing along uh so at the moment because i'm breastfeeding i have three breakfasts every day three yeah it's so good the breastfeeding diet's the best thing you can have awesome. but you, you, i get up at 4 30 get up soak i put the oats on to soak and i might have like might have go to the fridge and stand there and eat yogurt out of the fridge and then <laughs> this is, and a piece this of is the fridge meditation i love this i love it. i i do this really well i actually i spend a lot of the time just open with the open door of the fridge just looking in so what are you looking for <laughs> well we While got you're eating yogurt. <laughs> wait for christmas we got everyone to put in 
and bought us like a mammoth grown-up fridge. So it's one of our so cool. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's giant. They, gee, this is really funny. But the day before it got delivered, the day before I gave birth to her, it was the day. No, the day before she was due. It was 40, 40 something degrees, and we couldn't get it through the front door, so they had to take the back fence off. They had to take the back fence down wow. to get the fridge in. And then the guy had to come back the next day with tools to take the doors off the fridge to get it into the house. Wow. But, okay, so we, we got it in and that, that was a, yeah. a great day and there was a lot of hallelujah <laughs> and high-fiving. I still want to know you about know, breakfast. My, my, the most important thing for me about breakfast, and I tell my clients all the time, mm. it's not wheat bix and it's not muesli and it's not, it's not porridge. It's not anything. It's whatever you want. Like, if you look at all of the... Uh, if you look at all of the cuisines from all over the world, breakfast, like it's the Australian breakfast. What's the Australian breakfast? Well, you know, it's like wheat bix and milk and white toast and a cup of tea. Like that's... You mean, that you mean a bowl of Nutri-Grain? That's healthy, isn't it? No. Well, no, it's not breakfast. <laughs> it's not... It's, this, this isn't great food to start your day with. No, because it's a, it's a bowl um, really with some a little bit of fibre with a whole bunch of sugar. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I reckon the best breakfast you could possibly have is leftovers from dinner. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. And look, I think on that bombshell, we should, uh, we should probably uh, leave that. So... It doesn't matter how it rolls. It doesn't have to be breakfasty food. It just needs to kickstart along. Yeah. We've just had that honey gold mango, and um, what do you think of it? It was it, very tasty. Like the label says, what does the label say? It really, says really full of flavour with an exclamation mark. <laughs> uh, tick. Um, really, really good acid. Um, not too fibrous. Yeah, they're really, really good. Try them uh, when you can. Um, you're back at work and doing stuff, and uh, no. no, no <laughs> Um, I'm getting, oh, yeah, yeah, soon. Mm. I'll, I'll answer emails eventually. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Katie's embarked on the first part of her, um, well, the family, the first, the big long-term project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Katie, thank you for allowing me into your home and uh, just getting that out. We'll be looking for turmeric, don't forget the cabbage, and uh, pass the beetroot. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Thanks. Thanks, so. Oh, yeah, WRX going down Smith Street. Here we are in Smith Street, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, I am here at, uh, well, the genesis, the genesis of, uh, of a new home for Pete Gunn. Um, the Ides are, are about to happen, are they not? They are, they are, very much so, and quite strongly, I, I uh, would like to say. And in a permanent fashion, I suppose, because we've had sort of, you know, Ides that have popped up here and there around the place, but this is the Ides of Smith Street. It is the Ides of Smith Street. Um, three years ago we started popping up in yeah. the uh, safest way possible and uh, today we pop up in the unsafest way possible. So. <laughs> Naked in Collingwood, here I am. <laughs> um, Pete, Not um, me, the staff. The yeah, staff the, oh great, okay well there's an inducement for, uh, for people to come and have a look at the front of the house thing. Alright, let's just pause that, let's do the the Wayback Machine, um, we should get an idea of, um, first of all, who you are and how on earth do you start on, embark on this career of saying, you know what I want to do? I want to feed people. How did that, it was, actually it was fried chicken, wasn't it? It was, it was, uh, so going back, I think, 12, 13 years ago, I uh, just needed a job and I uh, got one at a fried chicken, a fried food um, 
shop. They also sold Chinese three choice, so all your sweet and sour porks, your fried rices. Uh, you know, you could get your three choices for five dollars, and your your four for six, and your five for seven, and all of that sort of carry variation on. on the menu. Nice. Yeah. And this is in my probably my favourite big town of New Zealand, Wellington. Wellington, windy Wellington. Yep, that's that's where it's from. Uh, uh, that's where it started. I am from Porirua, which is a small town. About twenty minutes north of uh, Wellington, yeah, um, which uh, like Wellingtonians probably don't want to accept, but you know it's it's there and it's close and uh, it, it exists. It so exists. It, it's good. So um, so born in in uh, or lived and worked in uh, the I reckon the coolest yeah city of New Zealand, the the one where the most arty, the most sort of. Um, it's a bit like Melbourne. It is a bit like Melbourne. It's very much it really like is. Melbourne. And yeah. um, it, was a, it was quite an easy transition for me to move from Wellington to Melbourne because, yeah. of, because of that. The weather's the same. You know, one day it's hot. When you, I mean, everybody knows what the Melbourne weather's like. Mm. Wellington weather is just like that. And you just, I don't even look at the weather. You know, it's funny because I've got some friends that ride motorbikes and stuff like that, and they're always looking at the weather. And I just don't even care anymore. It's just like... It's going to rain, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> well, or anyway, you're going to have your, uh, your your head down and your bum up in the, in this place anyway, so the weather's going to be sort of immaterial, oh, that's really. It. You came to Melbourne and um, you've worked with some of the, let's face it, the, the great and the good of, of this area. Ben recently at Attica, uh, Dan hunted uh, up at Dunkeld. You had yeah, some time up there, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, that was that was a real... Um, that's when I sort of embarked, I guess I use that word, on what I actually wanted to fulfill within cooking because I was in, I was working very, very hard um, out there, um, isolated, away from friends and everybody. And I had a, when I wasn't working, um, I had a lot of time to think about what I wanted to achieve. It's almost this monastic lifestyle that you sort of, you do, you, you in, in a way. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So um, there's nothing really around Dunkeld, man. There's, there's some paddocks and some mountains in the distance that if I keep running, I might make it. But. And snakes, you know, there's snakes and kangaroos. Like, you go from out of the back of the kitchen to uh, get down to the cool room or down to the, you know, there was a, there was a small function space that we'd have to uh, look after as well. And you go down there and there's just wallabies just standing there just... And you just like walk by and give them high fives, you know. And but but from someone from Potiroa, Wellington, that's not you know that's not takes a while to be like okay. That's not normal. Yeah, I'm just, I'll just walk past you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, How yeah. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist that. Um, so I, I, we haven't got a lot of time to to flesh this out. But one of the things that really has rocked your world in uh, the last while is. Um, is being a part of the San Pellegrino Young Chef of the Year. First of all, is that something that... Is it one of those things like, you know, a very good club that you get asked, you don't ask for? What happens? Do you apply for it or, or what? Um, so that one, I applied for it. Um, you can. You can make an application. You can make an application. Uh, there was, you know, not the reasons um, that some people enter the competition. Um, you know, some people think they are one of the better, best young chefs in the, the nation and all that. For me... Self, I, self-belief can be a double-edged sword, can't it? It can, yeah, very much so. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I was sort of... This is... At this point, it's just over halfway through the life of my um, monthly dinners and, and the events that I'm hosting, and I really needed some, a push 
like a boost of marketing or just to get it out there even uh, bigger and better in as opposed to just posting shit on Instagram and, and, yeah. and things like that. So And, and maybe a, a bit of a gut rush too you needed. Yeah, yeah that's right. And so um, I applied for that reason to get my, my little possible mention on the little website that would say this and then just have this like link that went back to to my own website, the iadsmelbourne.com.au website. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was my that's that was my reason for entering and my age. So it was the last year. I've ju- I was just I turned thirty in September, so there was a cut off age of thirty. So you're just at that cut. So yeah. tell us quickly in tell us about it. I mean, what was what was it actually like? I mean, you guys got whittled down from three thousand applicants to 20 finalists is that right yeah there was, so there was 20 of us um i i can only really speak for the um asia pacific um leg of that that competition but your region the yeah. region yeah. so that got cut down to 20 and then we all showed up and cooked this a uh, dish for the judges you know the the heavyweights like uh, jacques uh, raymond and peter gilmore and Oh, the, the Australian heavyweights, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Um, so that was pretty and, daunting. And you did the rib dish? Or that was I the... did the short rib dish. And that's, again, like, you know, I... I... Uh, we should explain. Uh, rib from uh, top part of uh, Tasmania um, with a, a like roasted celeriac... Celery. Uh, roasted celery celery uh, vinaigrette. Vinaigrette, yeah. yeah. So I entered that. And, and it's all part of it. Like, when I say I entered the competition to sort of um, help with my marketing, I entered that dish because I had a professional photo of that dish. And I looked at the, the competition. It was like, well, you've got three hours to produce a dish. And I thought, well, let's just say I go to um, Milan and I get to cook, which is where the finals of this competition was. Three hours, yeah. I thought, well, I know I can have this dish done in three hours. Can you, can you braise it in three hours? That would have been... Well, how would you get that? How'd you do that? So it's roasted. It's roasted oh, quite hard. Yeah, yeah oh, it's right, not, okay. not braised. Roasted not quite braised. hard. No, it's a piece of meat. You know, these really big fatty cuts. You know, a lot of people. And and what I what I was going for was not Chinese dumpling meat. It was it was like a, a nice piece of braised meat with some texture. Oh, like roasted meat with some texture that you got to fight for. Yeah, yeah, bit, and bit, it was a bit of chew. Yeah, and really rich and fatty. And that's where the celery uh, vinaigrette came from. And it was just. Is super, super acidic and just really... This is the antidote and the thing to yeah, cut through cut a, through the fat. Absolutely a dish that you either loved or hated. There was no in-between here. It was like right. either too acidic or too fatty or and, the, you know, this apple juice and balsamic reduction that I make, this, that goes sideways with sugar as well. It just throws it all over the place. And, mm. you know, that's, that's sort of how I like to cook. It's just very... It's quite confronting and you just don't sit on the fence with my sort of style. And so how did it go? Um, so it was really good. So, yeah, I got to that the finals. I got picked, and I was like, well, shit, I didn't really actually think this was going to happen. So then I got there, and I was, like, quite nervous. I was very nervous that I was um, just, I don't know, it just made me focused, I think, mm. um, which is which is fine, I suppose. And then I come out on top of the competition, and I was like, well, this is actually what I wanted, but not because, I th- like I said, not because I think I'm a champ, just because it helped with... Um, getting my brand noticed, you know, yeah. the odds noticed. And then... Uh, this is a means to an end. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that happened, and then, um, you know, my wife, Novella, she's always like... A friend of mine pointed this out the other day, is I like to be in the backseat. I don't like to be the guy, like, right up in front. You know, I, I work with a lot of people, and I um, call a lot of shots, and sometimes I just like to sit back and just like to 
see people take get their opportunity and even more so today since that day when I had to uh, really take center stage and I you know people started showing interest in what I was doing and and this was this was this is what bugs me today about that competition is that you know people say and um, well since that competition you've really blossomed or flourished it's like no I haven't I've been fucking on this path I've been on this path. It's only because that happened and you're starting to notice me. And it's uh, the harder I work, the luckier I get, as yeah, someone says. That's that's right. You know. Um, so and, and dare I say, this is something that underpins your personality because um, someone pointed out something that had been written or was um, describing you. Maybe I'll just read it out and you can describe it. It said, um, "Have more than you show and speak less than you know." That's yeah. sort of your raison d'etre. That's what underpins you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I think um, it's quite – the restaurant industry, especially at the higher level, is quite competitive. Um, you know, we ask for a lot of money for people to come and eat to pay for your um, for your food. And so you can't be offering I, – I believe you can't be offering what people can get elsewhere mm. for, like, cheaper or, or, you know, at a better quality or anything like that. We're here at the old Lee, Lee Ho Fook, um, from that great song, uh, moved to, uh, to the city and you've taken over and tell us what's going to happen in this, well, I'm looking at a shell of a place, the terrazzo floor is going, you were saying, yeah. what's going to, this is called Ides, when's it going to open? Ides, uh, it's going to open on the 16th of March and um, yeah, like you say, this is the old Lee Ho Fook, but um, it is, there would be no remains of Lee Ho Fook. Um, <laughs> He's left the building. <laughs> he has left the building. Yeah. Um, Cremated at the back. A year ago, possibly two years ago, this would I'd walk straight into Leo Fork and give him a high five, uh, give the owner a high five and say, thanks, man, this is it. You mm. know? Uh, but sort of... But. But I've sort of got to the point where I, I sort of understand. Um, I've been able to work out my offering and what my offering gonna is going to be and, and how that needs to be at the front. So we're going to soften the room um, a touch just with... Um, when I say soft, and we're not going to make it like girly soft. We're just going to. So it could become all feminine and, and, <laughs> no, la- and lavender and. No, no, no. There's actually going to be no fresh flowers, you know, yeah. um, on display. I, I was thinking more of the cover skin. <laughs> yeah. No, no, there's no baby blues or pinks or anything like that. Mm. Um, so no, we're gonna. We're just going to soft it a little bit. Um, put up a few walls to enclose the um, the space, so that it's not not so open. We're sort of going to go against the grain. We're we're not opening up our kitchen to the to the world. You know, we've been doing that for the long time, for a long, long time, and I want to um, take more control with that and, and put it back. Um, okay, and it's closed kitchen. Closed kitchen, you know, which is not really the done things these days. I think everybody sort of centralises their dining room around. It's, it's not orthodox anyway. No. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And um, we got, um, out of necessity, we started cooking like that, very much on display because we had to, you know, makeshift this, makeshift that, and now... Um, part of sort of growing up and having my own space, I really want to just be like, well, have a nice, respectable kitchen out the out the back um, where it belongs, really, and uh, and have a really nice space for the customers to enjoy and not feel like um, they're part of uh, a manufacturing process. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, what are we talking about? Are we uh, we doing? Are we off the card, or uh, no. how will people order? What's what's the offering going to be around in a general way? So it's going to be a six-course menu, and that's six. six courses, yeah. That's six plates of food. 
There's no little bits of, no snacks, no pedifors, no little palate cleansers, no this, no that. Just six very, very solid plates of food that would, um, in the same style of that beef short rib I described earlier, just very engaged cooking, flavours, yeah. Quite spontaneous, very uh, energetic, um, which is the feel from, we'll rush from the back by removing the kitchen out of that dining room, we'll, we'll bring that, we'll rush that forward. Um, from the from the rear of the restaurant. So you're saying the uh, waiter staffs better have their running shoes on? Yeah, well, the wait staff they're, they're at a bare minimum, so the chefs would be doing a lot of um, of what a uh, what a normal front of house person would be doing. Mm. We were, I'm looking to sort of uh, make sure my my guys are very competent in all areas of the restaurant. And service. Service. Yeah. So it's not just plating; it's service as well. Yeah, it's plating, it's service, it's. Uh, f- um, you know, the more skilled guys um, will be pouring wine. You know, it's very... Gosh, this is like when dogs lie with cats. It's like for years we had this demarcation between back of house and the, quote, plate carriers. Oh, there's, a, there's a thing, you know, and, yeah. and I mean, there's, there's, I know there's professional front of house people out there and I have, uh, I have um, mine um, and they, they like the way that I work, but it's just... I don't know, chefs are more adaptable and chefs can just take more on and just achieve more, you know, without moaning about it. So And, and endure more pain, dare yeah. I say it. Yeah, endure more pain. It's, um, it's like cooking on the stoves when you've got your hand burnt and every time yeah. you... Anyway, yes, yes. You know, that, and that's... that's, that's uh, they're not going to be working, like, every waking minute. They're just going to be doing... Have, I'm just going to be expecting more of my staff while, whilst they're here, you know. Mm. And by not putting pointless energy into one mouthful bites, um, you know, that we'll be able to put energy into other areas to make sure that, you know... That deserve more energy, perhaps, if I'm right. finishing yeah. off your sentence? No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, it's, it's very so, difficult. So substantive effort for substantive things? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the menu is going to be $110. Is that with booze? That's food only. Food only, food booze only. afterwards, um, and uh, we book. How do we book? Oh, you can book however you like. I mean... Uh, There'll be a portal. There's, portal yeah, there. so from the website, you can. Uh, there's an online system. You can email, you can phone. We'll take them out. We can get them, you know. It's, mm. it's a business at the end of the day. There's no point. It doesn't matter what you can cook if you don't have the customers. It's, it's not really any uh, point, so... <laughs> Hello, anybody out there? <laughs> yeah. Hello, does anybody want some food? Yeah, I just don't <clears throat> want it to, you know, I don't want people to think that we're we're in, in any way, shape or form an elitist style restaurant. You know, we're, we're really going to capture the whole Smith Street vibe through and through. Um, mm. we've, got a, we've got a standard and a quality and we will never jeopardise that. But at the end of the day, um, what I'm striving for is a very, very Melbourne restaurant, a very, very Melbourne style of food. Like, People, I've had people ask me what that is, and you know, it's just there's a lot of Melbourne is just anything. You can walk down Smith Street, you can get Japanese, you can have a burger, you can have fish and chips, you can have pizza, you can have all of that, and then now you can have a tasting menu style, um, style evening. Congratulations! Thank you so much for your time. It's a it's a big lot of work in front of you, but days will fly, won't they? Yeah, they will. They will. will. And there's always Huxterburger to keep you going. <laughs> <laughs> or, or make it in sooner. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
You have been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au. 